Might be the other way around. Yeah. So, it looks like... Riveting television. I played a significant amount. Do you want to just come to my place? So. Yes. Alright. <laughs> Scoot. Blabbity blue, scoop D. Oh yeah! Uh, Once upon a midnight clear. You got four lights going. Oh wow! <laughs> you can't put a fan out here. Think about that. If you're gonna have guests on the patio, and then outside there's a person. We love Jason. Yes. <laughs> um, you got outdoor guests. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, but no. All right, so, so I, I can't hear we... you guys very well. You can you or can't? cannot? I could hear uh, Jason well. Brent is... I know um, how to project. Brent, keep talking. Count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> There ten. we go. Okay. That's better? Yeah. yeah. There we go. Hello. You know what? Hi. Jason, good idea. I'm going to put the AC on. I'll be right back. You son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I asked you if you... He's really doing it. Oh, he's oh. hot in there. Real hot. Oh, man. <laughs> you ready? Fuck me. I, it's tough in there. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is so hard to make. Jason, are you able to see me okay through that screen I window? See, I can see you fine. But you can hear me at least. I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you at least. All right, Jason. Yo, how are you? You're, 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 you could be honest. I, I know this has been tough. Do you oh, want to explain what you're feeling? Yeah, I'm a little annoyed. Yeah, I could tell. But um, at the same time, I'm glad to see you. It's been a long time. However, there was a lot. This was, this was a lot. Yeah. You look like Josh Groban. <laughs> Thanks, man. He does a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. Brent, how about you? How do you feel about the situation? This is, I'm this okay. Is, you're okay with this kind of stuff. I'm fine with this one. This one, yeah. This one's good. I wore a tank top, so I, I knew it was going to be hot because the last time I was hot. Yeah. I should have told him to wear a tank top. That would have been hilarious. I would not wear a tank top and see my 50-year-old man tan line. <laughs> I'm more like Jason. If I came over to somebody's house and I had to go through the stuff that yeah. you guys had to go through, I would, I would have been annoyed too. Yep. Yes. I, I did a lot of work for your podcast today. Well, I didn't ask you to try and deconstruct the ladder, but... <laughs> I would, there's no way I would have been able to do that. I, honestly? Yeah. His knees would have Even snapped. if the ladder was... My, no. My uh, weight would have snapped the, the banister. I think you're being... I think, I think you think you're my weight, fatter than you are. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm fat. I'm just heavy. You just... I, yeah. A little quarantine weightage, but I, I don't see it. I got the it. quarantine 15. I think you look good. Yeah. But. What were you sniffling in the mic? Do you ever get people complaining that you sniffle into you, the mic? What are you drinking? Espresso with a little bit of chocolate oat milk. <laughs> you look so goddamn and comfortable. That's what's making outside. me the most mad. He looks so comfortable. <laughs> right. yeah. He's got the AC on, and we're out here. Jason, do you know how much work it is to keep my bubble yes. comfortable? I'm watching it. I'm yeah. seeing it. Yeah, that's, I think that's why I don't get is upset because I feel like it's a nightmare in your head for yeah. all this. Yeah. I'm, so very it doesn't bother I'm very particular about things like shoes in the house and yeah, making he's sure good I have clean that. socks because I like the inside of my shoes to stay super clean. Sure. I always wearing new ones. But you, t- you took it to the next level. It's what he does. We got hot lava. We got all kinds of stuff happening. In it. And I'm, no, I'm not annoyed at all. I'm so annoyed. Yeah. Do you think that this is something that we could just acknowledge and I, and I do apologize? And and within the next at least few minutes, do you think you could have a good time? And if not, is there anything I could do to make you more comfortable other than give you a fan? Damn it. Nope. We're good. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back with a word from Marshall Wright Gallery. If you're looking for just the right flooring, you need choices. And at Marshall Carpet One, you'll certainly find them. 
And we're back. Oh. Those were beautiful rugs. Well, I'll tell you, I've been there, and those rugs are to dine for. <laughs> did, <laughs> you, did you say to dine for? Yeah. They are I've never heard you make a smart for. joke. Well, you know. You do silly voices, and you look a certain way, but I've never heard something with words like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I did add a silly voice to dine. To dine for. <laughs> see, that's why it works. I'm going to do a little... Oh, Jason, go I'm, ahead. I'm partial to a industrial Berber myself, but mm-hmm. I like the, the home-style area rugs as well, the, a, lot of, a lot of the patterns and colors. Well, you know we Put do in industrial Berber. Do you do an industrial Berber? You tell me. Carpet. Hardwood. Rugs. And luxury vinyl. Holy shit, look at that industrial Berber. They got him. That's crazy. <laughs> Beautiful. What's, what's, what is an industrial Berber, though? Because what I just saw was, wow. <laughs> Usually they're gray. They're gray? They're gray, and they're pretty firm so that you could roll desk chairs along them. Ah, yep. fun. The way you said along them there instead of over them was, to me, felt like a Dane Cook choice. Do either of you know what I'm talking about? No. No. Jane, Dane <laughs> used some words like, you know, you push oh, it along, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I, I, that's the best. You know, I already sound like Dane Cook. I did a uh, bad Christopher Walken. Push it along. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Rick's going through puberty. I can't do voices. That's the magic so trick in comedy hot. to me. Fuck. You want some ice? I'm good. I'm just, I'm going to voice it every once in a while. But I want I'm, you to I'm know. Hot. I'm having a great time. Sure. I'm having a wonderful time. It's good to be in, in your, outside of your place. Everyone knows that you're hot and everyone knows you're not having a great time. Hey. The more you rewind them, the more they're going to be uncomfortable. Thanks. Just want you to know. Trust me, I've learned that. Cut to me on stage for 10 years going, am I bombing? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were having an okay time, but you keep saying it. Let me ask you this question, Rick. How have you been feeling about comedians? Oh, you got a breeze, right? Got a breeze, and it yeah. felt really good. Um, how you been feeling about uh, people going out and doing stand-up? Because we have this discussion all the time. I, I mean, I'm so far on the everything is hot lava side of the spectrum that right. I'm aware that that my bias is not letting me see properly. Uh, I say that because my brother is going to go home and visit my family, and I punched my freezer. I hit, I've hit, I've punched things twice in the past five years. Five years ago, I think it was December, it doesn't matter when, I punched my wall. Uh, there was a relationship issue where I was just done with somebody. Oh, And then I remember, remember we that. went for a walk. And mm-hmm. like, Brent lived in this building, obviously, for a long time. And mm-hmm. I had, there was a girlfriend that <sighs> wanted to. He was something. <laughs> and, and I just, I couldn't deal with it. And then I punched my wall, and at 2 in the morning, I'm like, Brent, are you up? And he, you just said, yeah, let's go for a walk. You knew what I was yeah, asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My punch wasn't my brother going home. My, my punch was me not having any control in my family's safety and mm-hmm. like trying to explain to my parents the certain precautions that need to be taken and feeling, I don't know if this is real or not, but feeling compl- very dismissed because, oh, that's just Ricky being Ricky. Right. Everything scares him. Ricky, it's fine. And it's just like, just because I'm fucking mental doesn't mean that everything I'm saying is a dreamland. Let's not be flying willy-nilly. Am I allowed to say willy-nilly anymore? I don't even know what you could say. Also, you're right. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. The numbers aren't lying. You're 100% right. People going out and doing stand-up comedy right now, you're you're fucking it up for me. I want to go out and do stand-up comedy. But when I go out and do stand-up comedy, I want it to be permanent. I want to be able to keep doing it. Yeah. Now now everything's going to have to close back down. All the people that were in your audiences, if somebody gets sick, if somebody gets COVID, if somebody dies from COVID, they could sue the comedy club. They could sue the comic. Why are you doing meet and greets? Why are you fist bumping? Why are you shaking hands? I had a gig scheduled for the July 20th through the 26th at MGM, Brad Garrett's club. 
And when I got the email and they asked me if I still want to do it, they said, here's what's going to happen though. No meet and greet, no merchandise sales, no significant others or friends or anything in the green room, social distancing, mask on when you're not on stage and go straight back to your hotel room after the show. And I'm like, okay. But also when that got canceled, I was relieved. I'm like, it's too early. Mm -hmm. It's not time. It's, and, mm -hmm. and to see these, these guys going out and taking pictures in front of the crowd, taking pictures with six dudes on stage, arm in arm, nobody wearing a mask, it pisses me off. Yeah. Because I truly believe that, this, it, that it's way too soon. The numbers aren't lying. I love the hot lava stuff. I'm going to use it at home. The hot lava stuff's awesome. Hot lava. And uh, it's kind of just make, making me mad because I want to get back to stand-up. haven't yeah. done stand-up in four months. I don't even think I know how to do it anymore. Nope. Well, I don't. why don't we give it a shot? Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to your stage your host, Brent Morin. Hey, everybody. How we doing out there? Don't fucking touch me. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, bring out. Okay. Got to bring out the first guy. Uh, the first guy we're going to bring out is um, just, uh, Jason Collings. Thank you guys so much. Keep it going. Keep it going. I need it. I need it. I'm very insecure. It's been four months. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Oh, don't, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> it's working. Yeah, the, the, the booker in the back of the room. Good, good. You, you have 40 minutes left. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I'd have an anxiety Imagine, attack. Can you, even, can you even picture doing a, a full 45-minute set, 50-minute no. set? No. And I've been, I've been having dreams about it. But Brett, also, people going out to do shows, like then talking to my agent, being like, yeah, some of that shit fucked things up, so they're mm -hmm. pushing everything back till like even like maybe mid-2021. Yep. So now it's like I have gigs where I'm like, okay, so I'm just not going to make any money for a year and a half now because everybody's jumping the gun. Brent, do you like, remember right. your first time, uh, not headlining, but your first time doing like your own week? Week, week, Isn't week. That headlining? Weekend. Well, no, because like you, I, I've headlined the 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 Bruco when there wasn't yeah. enough people oh, I there. Know. I mean, like you're people are buying tickets to your show yep. for not you know not a college gig, but for multiple weeks. When, when was it? and Where was it? I know exactly when it was. It was when I was working with the Tonight Show with Conan, and I had gotten a call from uh, Dino Archie about doing doing my uh, at a sushi restaurant, doing uh, a weekend, a Friday and Saturday night in Fresno. And I was like, Fres, yes. I've never done more than Perfect. 25 minutes on stage before. So I called him, who had done it two weeks prior. And I said, Jay, I just don't know if I could do it. He goes, Brent, you know what I said when they asked me if I could do 45 minutes? I said, of course I can. You know what I said to myself? You've never done this before. <laughs> you just yep. do it. And so I went and I did it. But that was terrifying. And you did an hour or 45? Did an, uh, 45 and then an hour for the rest of the week. But weekend. tell me, because that's, that's a gig that you got from a friend in Shore. Yeah. I'm talking like a real, not that it's not a real gig, but I'm talking like more comparable to what you're doing now. I guess the best way I can explain it, a club. A weekend? A, like or an A-list club, like an improv or a funny bone. Or, you know. a, a club to where they're flying you out, they're putting you up, you're not dealing with a friend. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I mean, that would be... I don't even know the first place I did it. I, my, I do know this. The first weekend I did when I traveled, I felt ready for because of the little gigs right. that I was doing at little clubs. So I wasn't, when I went out there, I wasn't really nervous like I was. The only thing that was weird is when you go out and then you see your poster in places, like outside the club. Yeah, and you're never happy with a picture of you. No, and uh, they actually were using somebody else from the comedy store for a few of the places <laughs> that who? they thought was me. This guy, Max, who used to work at the store. So when I saw the picture, it was just a headshot of him. Oh, I remember you posted that once. Brent Morin. And I was like, that actually made me comfortable. I go, okay, good. Let's ease into this. Brent's going to be on the fucking poster and people are going to buy tickets for me finding it with a paper towel bit 
for, for 20 minutes. So, Brett, you've been on the podcast. This is your third time. Welcome back, Jason. This is your first time. For those of you who don't know, Jason Collings is the other half of Brent's podcast that we talked about, The Lion's Den. Hell yeah. You could check out The Lion's Den at www.wearethelionsden.com. No, 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 no. <laughs> and you could find them at Instagram at LDPod. No, 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 no. And no, Jason all of that is, wrong. is another stand-up comedian. Jason, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. The uh, lion, uh, lionsdenpod.com. And the Lions Den pod on all this stuff. Um, you said it wrong. We'll edit this part out. My audience doesn't like when the guest corrects me. Oh, got it. <laughs> so we'll, sorry. And, but what if, what if you're wrong? I have yet to be because you because you, you edit it out. Yet to be. <laughs> all right. Kind of a brilliant way to live. Hey, your podcast. It's our podcast. Our podcast. Mm. Then let me have a word in. There you go. What's your Instagram handle? <laughs> edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> pod the Jason Collins Den dot lion. Wait, uh, what? Uh, we'll, we'll be putting it up on the YouTube screen and we'll be putting links in the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just doing a silly joke, but Jason, I can see you're still pretty hot. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what the actual website is and the Instagram, and I'm going to take a drink of my coffee. Oh, these cold, cold coffee. Uh, I don't know. It's the website's coffee. up in a couple days. And Brain it's, freeze. And it's the... <sighs> Brain freeze. It, really? No. I was just... Uh, you're doing another bit. It. See, I used to talk... I used to, I've known I've known you for a very long time, and there was there was in the beginning of our Here we friendship. Go. Another somebody didn't like me. I, no, I, I, <laughs> I never disliked you, but I never I could never tell if we were having a real conversation. Or not. I was always like, oh, "Wait, are we doing a bit?" Mm -hmm. And I still never. Well, could I tell you something? And I, even though I will say whatever I'm going to say, still holds the you what you're saying makes sense, and I was lacking awareness. But almost every one of those conversations was sincere. Okay. I don't think you were... I, I never thought of it as lacking awareness. I just thought you just loved fucking with people. I love fucking with people, not at people. Okay. And the difference is, yeah. I think that when you say, is that a cold drink? And I say, ooh, I'm getting a brain freeze. We're connecting on how cold it is. But you're just this hearing a joke. This is another thing that Rick does. <laughs> you, you explain everything. And then I think you... I don't know if it's your brain. But I think sometimes you think I don't get that that's happening. And then you're like, okay, here's what we're doing. And then you announce it to, to everyone. But you just said you didn't know if what I was doing was no, sincere. I meant in the past, when we first met. So you knew the brain freeze thing? Yeah, the, the brain because I know you now. It's been, what, six, seven months? But Brent didn't know the, uh, the, the, six, cake, the, the cake thing. <laughs> the cake? And eat it, too? Yeah. I know a cake and you eat it, too, when See? you get it. <laughs> If there's a cake there and you eat it as well. So, Jason, what I you, never understood the cake and eat it too thing. I didn't either, and now I do, and I think it's wrong. But have here's what it's meant for. Okay. Have your cake and eat it too means once you eat it, you no longer have it. That makes sense, Rick. Glassman. But it should be keep your cake and eat it too. Or just have two cakes, one that you eat and then one, one that you keep. That, that one just rolls off the tongue if you... Have your cake and eat it too. I, I take it different. Have your cake with a second cake and eat one cake and keep the other cake. It's just too just long. A bunch of cakes, mm. but if, that's if you want cakes. This is for fat people. Hey man, chubby people. Thank you. But it doesn't have to be a cake. A cake. You a cake. A cake. In today's in today's terms, cake represents baked goods, rear ends, and money. And to be honest with you, what do you, what do people want more? Then rear ends cake and money. You're then right. Things that feed you, things that make you come, and things that pay you. What else is there? Not much. It's actually kind of great. Children? Family? They make you come. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> family. 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 Wife. 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 We'll be right back with a word from whoever's sponsoring this. So make the right choice and visit Marshall Carpet One and Rug Gallery. 
and we promise, with more than 50 years as a family-owned business, we've got you covered. <laughs> you almost got canceled. Oh. No, um, you did. <laughs> Burned him. Hey, man. <laughs> Sorry, man. Burned it's my him, podcast. Dude. I fade away. Yeah. Uh, uh, if this, if this, um, if we didn't spend 45 minutes getting you on the balcony, I would want to do a fade away bit. I told you you're gonna sweat though. I'm good. I f- okay. I'm not sweating. I'm glistening. Jason, yeah. this may not Actually, horses like, sweat. Oily. This may uh, a horse's sweat is for hey. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if I said that right. No, you didn't. There's a little trick that I use that help, makes me feel better when I'm sweating. And I actually almost, I think I might need a blanket. It's so chilly in here. Is it the part <laughs> where you like, is it the trick where you walk over and turn the AC on and then keep the doors closed? It's letting myself believe. Uh, don't drink into the mic when you. That <laughs> it's hot out and I'm supposed to sweat. When I play basketball and I sweat, I'm okay with it because I'm supposed to be sweating. You're in entertainer mode and you want to feel like you're not going to glisten. Well, instead of being an entertainer, why don't you be a woodsman? Jewish. That helped. A woodsman. <laughs> yeah, Lenny Woodsman. Yeah. I was going to say Benny. Benny Woodsman. <laughs> Have you guys seen Benny Woodsman down fact, the street? I can't remember what comic was it was, but they used to do a bit about Spider-Man. Somebody would say Spider-Man. He's like, <laughs> it's like really? Lenny Spider-Man? What do you mean? Somebody said Spider-Man instead of Spider-Man. Uh, we, at my, um, when I was a child, I had this woman, Margaret. But, well, <laughs> Wait uh, a minute. When you were a child, you had a woman named Margaret? <laughs> I kept her in my basement. <laughs> Uh, there was wow. a woman. There was a woman who, who uh, for like the first twelve years of my life, mm-hmm. was basically. Uh, I mean, this is going to sound like we were so rich, but <laughs> she was a, a nanny and a house cleaner, <laughs> Margaret. And when I was born, I couldn't. Well, when I was like a baby, I couldn't say Margaret. Uh, I would say, uh, and I would hear people say stuff. Margaret, I would say Tita, Margarita, or something. Mm. So I just called her Tita. Was she Latina? Uh, she was from El Salvador. So yes, that's a yes. <laughs> Latinx. Latinx. I just learned that term. Also, how disrespectful! It's of a, a baby. it's a Latino person who has some type of superpower, I believe. Oh, Latinx. You just learned that term, or you made it up? No, Latinx is a term that we're, uh, instead of saying Latina or Latino, it's all encompassing. So Latinx includes the, the male and the female. Oh. oh, see that? Fan's not going to be a big problem. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. We don't have a fan for the set today. Okay. I'm just saying for future guests. Well, you get those really nice uh, uh, um, Vortex fans that are very quiet. Well, Jason, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll mm-hmm. reach out to the Vortex company. Yes. I'll send them an advertisement and say, will you sponsor All We Need Is Products? So, Jason, if you could keep to 30 seconds or less, look to camera and give us your commercial for the fan. Vortex, when you want to be cool but quiet. Mmm, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> I'm happy. Why vortex. are you sitting like you're cold? Oh, this is for the commercial. Oh, see, he's freezing. It's Ooh. summer in the valley. The vortex is keeping Ooh. him cold. Wouldn't you like to be cold and calm like all of us? That's not sweat. That's frost. Well, look at me. Tears pour out Why of my shoulders. <laughs> I don't know. I was doing the vortex guy. Jason, I'm, yes. I'm sorry, man. Oh, my God, man. I am all okay. But no, this, this is, is what it is, man. I'm having a hot time, man. I, I know, man. It's a hot podcast. I know. COVID-19. Oh, I swear. Oh, I, I think I need to eat an edible or something. COVID-19. Sing with us, Rick. Harmonize. Come on, Eileen. No, oh, I swear what you mean. You miss moment. <laughs> we both yeah, you got to be low. I was trying to play harmony. You go ahead. Boom, 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 boom. 
all right. <laughs> you know, us, us getting us getting a gig that they paid us so much right. money, so we took it. But we had never rehearsed. We didn't know it was going to be music. Like, like saying that we can headline and we only have 15 minutes. Uh, so I yeah. brought that up because I wanted to ask about differences and I wanted to talk about Jason. Jason, you've been touring with uh, Jason has been touring with, with Russell Peters. And this is the type of tour, and I'll let Jason explain, but I just want to, from my point of view, this is the type of tour that is like, when you think you want to be a comedian and you've been watching a lot of Entourage, this is what the comedian life is like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Private yeah. planes, Every, stadiums. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. Explain that type of gig well, for we, me. Well, we, we, uh, when we started the tour, we, it was all of Canada, and we left on Halloween of, we left on a private all jet. All Hallows, sorry, just for my, All Hallows, uh, all Hallows Eve. Eve. We left on All Hallows Eve of 2018. We got on a private jet and spent the next four weeks touring across Canada and flying to each uh, arena. We, we were playing 10,000, 15,000 people. Crazy. And it was just amazing. And then from there, we went overseas to India. We did South Africa. We did India. We did the Middle East. And it was all first class. And it's all 10 to 15,000 people? Oh, yeah. It was un unbelievable. You were uh, following the Drake tour, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the Canadian tour was. We were following Drake and Fleetwood Mac. We were kind of all on the same So you schedule. come in and be like, oh, Drake was here last mm -hmm. night, so now it's your turn. Staying in the same hotels like, as Drake, <laughs> doing the same venues as Drake. Russell Peters has uh, just a global yeah. powerhouse fan base, huh? Yeah, it's, it's just he could go anywhere. Yeah, he's famous. He's internationally famous. Well, uh, Jason, um, thank you. Let me hear your best Russell Peters impression. The, I don't do a Russell Peters impression. Brent does. Watch let me this. Here, go. Oh, what are you gonna do? You know, it's like uh, <laughs> I fucking you know I know That's DJ. Not good. <laughs> That's not bad. Good. <laughs> I thought it was good. It's okay. <laughs> no. Jason, had you done anything like that uh, before? Yes. Had you, what shows? The biggest tour I did before that I, I got to go out on tour years ago with Mencia when he was still doing his right. big venue tours. I did that for a little bit, and then I did it. I did a uh, yeah that no that's, that's it. Were you doing the same thing around 15, 20 minutes? Is that what you were doing? Oh no, on the on the Mencia tour, I was doing between eight and twelve. And then for Russell, Russell I was doing twenty five to thirty. What does it feel like doing twenty five to thirty minutes in front of in front of fifteen thousand people versus doing twenty five to thirty minutes in front of a packed, amazing crowd club? It's it's nothing. The the, the, the timing is different. That's the only thing that's different. The timing is different because of the delay. Yeah, it's because you got to wait for the. It, to get back to the back of the room, the laughter rolls in. In other words, at a comedy club, at the improv, for example, you say a thing, they all laugh, boom, it's right there. They gotta, I got, I, you have to slow down a little bit between bits, so they gotta wait for me to get back to them, and then the laughter literally rolls back. But it, it, it took no time to get used to it. Have you ever done a multicam before? No. Oh, he'd be great on With it. With multicams, um, you have a, it's an interesting job that we had to learn mm -hmm. how to do, and it's a, it's a, it's a skill set, which is, Anticipating where the laughs will be, so you don't step on yep. uh, step on their timing, their laughter, but also being able to recognize when they laugh if you didn't anticipate one. Because a lot of times in run through, yeah. we don't anticipate a laugh when you get one, but when you do anticipate a laugh and it doesn't happen, you end up saying, "Yeah, and eat your cake too." <laughs> but where is Bethany Bethany yeah, coming yeah. from? You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you don't get the laugh. Is there anything in stand up to where stand up's exactly like that? Uh, that happens. So a you lot have to in stand up. But when it's live, like in a club, if there's laughter, it's easier to navigate. But if you're wait, if you're holding for laughter, how does that affect your it's, timing? It's not. It's you know. I don't know if it's holding it is the way I felt about it. It literally, you just read the room. It, it you just read the situation and you immediately adapt to it. If you're good, right, you adapt yeah. to it. If you're 
really gone. Brent, do but, you think there's a, a similarity or a difference of, of the holding for laughter for a multicam versus playing in front of a, a stadium that big? Um, well, I've only been able to do like an amphitheater thing. Yeah, for the uh, for the what's it called tour, Odd the Up and Smoke tour or something. Oh Oddball. my God, that'd be was, so, that imagine me coming out. No, no, was it Up and Smoke was I Eminem was and, Snoop and, and Snoop well, Dogg. Up and, and Smoke was a Cheech and Chong movie. Oh, that's true. It's true. Imagine if I opened for Snoop Dogg though. Like, give you know it up for that? my homie, Brycey Brosa. You know who opened for Snoop Dogg? That would be him opening up for you. Joe Coy opened for Snoop Dogg. Really? Yeah. That Years I don't ago. know if I could do, because I've only heard horror stories it's for awful. opening for bands. It's awful from what I hear, because no one's there to see you, and they don't care what you have to say. They just want to see the guy that they paid tickets for. Yeah, Dion Cole said that he was opening for, uh, it might have been like uh, Ludacris, it was somebody, but mm. uh, they just threw a shit ton of drinks at him. He yep. said it came at him like a barrage of... Just shit just being yeah. thrown at them. Because if you're featuring for a headliner, at least they're still getting comedy first. Yeah. They're, they're, they're getting what they came to see. But right. if they came to see Eminem or Snoop or whoever, Ludacris, and then all of a sudden this guy comes out talking shit for fucking 20 minutes or whatever yeah. it is. They don't no, know what First of all, is. no one's listening. Mm -hmm. Right. Nobody's listening. It's just a huge bar show, it would yeah. sound like. Yeah. That actually would be a really funny like special if you just did like like a uh, opening and you're opening for like Drake or somebody and then you just cut together an hour and a half of every opening right. you did you do the whole tour and it could be your attitude backstage on the plane like you're still living like a king but you're like Jesus let me borrow a sweater Drake <laughs> and maybe one of your sweaters will call the special Drake featuring Brent Morin. <laughs> Something like that where you're just trying to figure it out and you go I'm going to crack the code on how to make people laugh in front of a band and then you just keep trying and trying, and by the end, you just go playing music or something. Right. And goes, this is what you want. I like that that challenge, though. Yeah. I like that in the beginning of my comedy career when we were going to bars and no one was listening. That was my challenge. Yeah. I'm going to get everybody in, this, buddy, in this bar quiet and only looking at me and listening to me. You were good at that. You were good at getting them to laugh. Rick was good at not changing himself or telling them to shut up and getting them to be quiet. <laughs> I remember that telling you oh, that. Oh, I could get ago. everybody to be quiet and watch <laughs> me like this. <laughs> I just remember being like, oh, wow, he's already got that part down. I remember when the three of us did uh, Love It's Together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, what was that? That was 2009? That was the first time we ever saw you wow. do stand-up. <clears throat> and uh, Yeah, that club's not even around anymore. Oh. That club never felt good to me, but mm -hmm. I loved the idea of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just in City Walk, walking to the club was just like, you know, it felt like, I'm, I'm on vacation, you know? And then you <laughs> it did walk. feel like a road gig. Yeah. yeah. It definitely yeah. felt like a road gig. That's true. But then the way it was set up where the balconies were just straight up ahead of, above you. Yeah, it worked. It, it was like stadium seating, but without the transition. It was right. just like the stage was the size of my couch. Mm -hmm. And there was just each row of people only held like 20 people. And there was here and then one on the third floor and then like one on right. the fifth floor. And it was just, what, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've done it. I did it once where the entire place was packed. Bottom floor every level and it was it was actually pretty cool it was it was pretty good damn that club was crazy do you remember when the three of us <clears> did irvine oh yeah was that brent show yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you remember that one <laughs> yeah yeah i have a i have a i have a different feeling of that show than you guys do <laughs> i think the three of us probably have three completely different feelings what's your of feeling it. of it uh yeah i mean this is it'll take it a minimum three minutes to yeah. tell you uh, and I'll tell you my feeling of the show and also my realization that came after the show, but mm -hmm. I'll package it all together. Should we tell people what happened first, or do you want to explain? Well, that's, that's what it is. Okay, go ahead. Your feeling. Uh, so Brent is doing headlining a show at Irvine um, in the way like we talked about before, where it's Brent's show. People are buying tickets to see Brent. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I went down to Irvine to do a guest spot. Brent let me do 10 minutes. I had just gotten out of a breakup that made me punch a wall, and I was uh, in the mood to try some shit. Michael Inochi was hosting. Yeah. It was a fun night. So I go up on stage, and I do a classic knock-knock joke. Yeah. Knock-knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Oh, never mind. You guys have already heard this. Oh, that's oh. okay. Right? Got some laughs. Go on. 15 seconds later, somebody goes, who's there? <laughs> so I go, oh, it, it got the laugh. It's, that was just a joke. <laughs> okay. Keep going. So uh, then about another minute into uh, what could be a good enough at least set, the guy goes, who's there? Again. Yeah. And I said, I made a choice, which was... I already asked him to stop. This guy's not going to stop. I know this guy wants to do this thing. I'm only doing 10 minutes. I like to take big swings. I, I, I tend to find it. I don't know how quick I find it. I may sabotage the set, but I got another eight minutes. I'll find it within eight minutes. Okay. So I used the, kind of the emotion that I was feeling at the moment <laughs> with the breakup and the stuff outside of stand-up, and I, was so, I pretended I was so affected by, he's who, by the who's there. Right. And I started crying, <laughs> crying, down the face, tears, asking, explaining that it was just a knock-knock joke where I was making fun. <laughs> Have you ever said, and then I'm like, I'm, yeah. like I'm, I'm so mad at him because he's bullying me. And if you were, then I shouldn't have done that joke, whatever. But now it's, we're like three minutes in and I have to explain to you, I'm making a joke. If you don't think it's funny, then it's not funny, but let me just do my fucking thing. And it gets cold. <laughs> oh, this boy. guy went from, he wanted to, he wanted to, I don't know what his intentions were, but he was definitely, you know, heckling. Yeah. yeah. And he went from, oh, I'm going to be funny to this. And felt so bad of what he was, felt that like he was doing to me. I was melting down. I was melting down, and in my head, how ironic. Imagine a guy who's literally losing his mind over a knock-knock joke. If there was any type of joke that's funny to lose your mind yes. over it not working, yeah. it's why did the chicken cross the road or a knock-knock joke. Yeah. I am now in the pocket, because in my head, I'm tapped. Once, you know, once, you're, <laughs> once you get the watery eyes, yeah. it's, it's, it's easy to keep them going. I'm crying, I'm bringing up bullying, I'm bringing up bullying's relevant, so I'm talking about how in high school, the stuff that was happening and how we need to stand up for people, and nowadays at least people are able to go on YouTube with note cards to explain their problem, but I don't have note cards, thinking like, oh, that's a funny bit, but everyone just thinks I'm having a panic attack, so they're just, we don't want him to jump off the stage. Right. So, I got the light, so I have about a minute left, and I go, well, I haven't figured it out yet, so, I go, and I collect myself, and I wipe my tears, and I go, you know what? I'm sorry. I lost my cool a little bit. I would like to try the knock-knock joke. <laughs> <laughs> Will you guys give me a chance? And I don't know if you remember, but before lettuce was thrown at me, yeah. I, there, was a, there, was a there was a few. The place went fucking mental. <laughs> it was like, it was, you know, not for the right reason, but it was like, oh, here, like, yeah, don't jump, don't jump. Right, you know? right, right. So they're cheering. So now I'm thinking, got him. <laughs> so now, confident guy goes, knock, knock. The entire place, who's there? Amos. Amos who? A mosquito bit me. Hold, hold, hold. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! And I go, Jesus. And I just go, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Enjoy the rest of the show. And then, and then there's people, I've, I've, you know, I've bombed almost every set, but I've never had that oh, happen man. before. It was... It 
Can, are you done? Uh, well, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead go, go ahead. go ahead. I have more of what I realized what it did to you go guys, ahead. but I'll let you guys. No, I want. I want to. I want to. So then Lenochi goes up and then goes, you know, sorry about that. You know, he's a, he's a, you know, whatever Lenochi said that I'm sure could have been better. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, he's very funny. Shout out to Mike Lenochi, very funny. But, uh, but, you know, also, I don't know. You know, I, I don't go on the road with these guys. And he, you know, did what he had to do to get the show going. And then Jason went on stage. And from what I can remember, from the back of the room, you did what every comedian who ever follows me does and goes, oof, talks about it for 30 seconds and then goes into their act. Go ahead. You remember? I don't, I don't know. I don't remember doing that. Yeah, you 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 did a little, a little something. Okay. I didn't. It was fine. But I remember you doing well to reset the room. Yeah, uh, I remember you doing well and s sitting in the green room thinking. Now, I realized that Brent, this was your show, and I shouldn't have done that, and I'm sorry for that. Wow. That being said, uh, oh, maybe you didn't know this. This was years ago. I've apologized to him many yeah, times. Yeah, he told awesome. me. He did tell me that many times. I, in my head, I'm used to doing shows to where. I'm in the middle of the show. Everybody, people are showing their dicks on stage. Everybody's the worst. And I go up there and I do something silly. And sometimes it goes great. And then a lot of times it goes bad. And then on to the next. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't have the awareness in that moment, which is I am a guest in someone's house. You know, take your shoes off. Right. Yeah. And I, I have a saying that I have where I love to gamble and I have every right to gamble, but I'm not allowed to gamble with somebody else's money. And in that moment, I didn't realize that that was somebody else's money, and I was wrong for that. Mm. On top of that, what I did, if that's on tape, was a masterful set. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, backstage, I, I says comedians were like, this is hilarious, but they don't get it. Right. And this was the funniest part. DeWalt was, our buddy John DeWalt was he, there. He was not there. Yeah, he was. was, he? He was? Oh, yes, he was. John yeah, DeWalt yeah, yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. He was 100% there. He wasn't in the and green. He was in the audience. Well, he came into the green. Yeah. Who's usually your biggest fan. Yeah. And he's in there going, yeah. ah, Rick's a genius. He comes into the green room and goes. That was the most <laughs> uncomfortable audience yeah. I'd ever been in front of. <laughs> and I'm in there going, I got to fucking, I got to follow this. I got to clean this yeah, up. Yeah. Even though they don't get it and it's hilarious. Yeah. I have to clean this up. Mm -hmm. And to Mike, average comedian on Nochi's credit. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Mike. You know I love you. But you got to say stuff like that. He, Why can't we just burn I know, somebody? I know. Yeah. <laughs> he actually did a good job. Yeah, he actually. He did a good job. That's why I don't remember. I was a little saying proud of anything him. afterwards. And then. I but, never heard the set. Man, somebody. <laughs> some I can't remember who. Somebody described it as. Oh no no! I could say that part. Okay. I can say that part. Okay, go. That that was just that was when I was getting paid. It was one of the employees the, at the the GM yeah. or when he was paying me. He go he goes, "What's up with your buddy the other night?" And I go, oh, "I never saw this." I was in the bathroom if you remember when it was going on. And then so I came out. I'm just seeing the TV. Yeah, so it's I didn't funny. You see were in the bathroom. It. I was the one shitting on the stage. <laughs> but he said he goes. I said, "What was it? What what?" And he goes, "It was like Michael Richards without the N word." <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> he said he had his Kramer moment without the end. I'll tell you something. If you have that set on tape and you title it, Comedian Has Meltdown Over Knock Knock Joke, it works. It works. Oh, yeah. And it was it would go viral. very funny. Like, yeah. I appreciated it, loved it. Now but hearing I it, was like, I never heard it. But now I have, because we're not the same kind of comedian. Right. At all. And, <laughs> which wouldn't matter, by the way, if they enjoyed themselves. Exactly. They just have to be having, now they're in a bad place. Now they're hot and they need a fan. Yeah, well, at yeah, one yeah. point when Lenochi went out and tried to clean up, Somebody yelled, we hate him. Oh. We hate him. Oh, about me. <laughs> we hate him. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not 
it, it, it didn't even sound like it was a it's joke. Okay. She sounded like she was crying. Yeah. Right. We hate him. Because right. I remember Mike because I walked out and I go, what did happen? And then as Mike went on, all I remember hearing, Mike was like, all right, guys. And there's like, boo. And yeah, boo. Goes, so, right, the whole, right. there was, what, what, was the 300 people? Yeah. Booing. Yeah. We hate him. And then I heard somebody go, it's not okay. It's not yeah. okay. It's and not goes, okay. All right, what well, he calm did. down. Let me, let me talk to you guys. And I thought, what happened? Oh, there? my God. That was so. You should have taken that. Though. That would have been a funny, a yeah. funny viral video, though. That would have gone viral. That's so, so, um, so the way I remember it is, is I think at this point, from all perspectives, in the moment, I, first of all, I wasn't thinking about I might ruin somebody's show. That's, I've never even thought of that before. Yeah. And secondly, I, didn't, I thought that worst case scenario, people aren't going to like it. I didn't think that I would make them <laughs> miserable. They just watched somebody. 600 people. They just watched somebody like <laughs> break down crying yeah. and like have a meltdown. And they were upset. Because they're human beings and they, you know, they empathized with it in in, a, in an interesting way. But fucking, but also, I'm joking. And then by the end of it, I did the joke. That's what was where it's like, come on, people. Yeah. When you said knock, knock again. I have, I, you know, coincidentally, I don't think, was it a knock, knock joke? No, it wasn't. I, there was a set that I did in the improv lab. You were there where I was on stage and uh, Brady was like heckling me, being playful. Oh, the lab. And, and I was leaning into it and acting like I was really, really mad at him. And it was a, it was a, how many blondes does it take to screw in a light bulb? I was just doing like some hacky, silly, right. stupid joke. It, it might as well have been, uh, might as well have been a knock knock joke, right? And then he heckles, so I lose my shit, and uh, and uh, and then he goes, oh, okay, and everyone's tense, and then I go, let me just do my fucking act. And then I walk, I throw the stool, yeah. I walk over to the mic, and I go, how many blondes does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> right, it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that that set has uh, over a million views on it. People and, cheered and shit at, right? No, no, no. no. People, people didn't know what it was. Uh, the, but here's the thing. People in an audience don't know what things yeah. are because as human beings, whether they realize it or not, they have expectations of comedy show. Right, right, right. But when you watch something on YouTube, you don't have the same expectations. I have a mindset of everything is imagine if. So when right. I put it online... It has however many thumbs up and thumbs down. It's about half it's thumbs up half. and half thumbs down. It's pretty The crazy. half thumbs up are, that's so funny, he's obviously joking. And half thumbs down are, this dude uh, is never going to make it if that throws him. Oh, my God. And it's just, I am not going to ever have stadium audiences because <laughs> there's too many people that aren't going to like what I do. See, I pictured it perfect if you just said, after the whole thing in Irvine and at the end, and you said, can I do the joke? And you said, knock, knock. Who's there? And the whole audience went, who's there? And you just went, good night. <laughs> and the place, yeah. That's, that would have been beautiful. Yeah, maybe I dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Uh, I think I remember that Brady show. Was that, that was in the improv lab when it was the normal lab. But was that the show where we were doing the no. self-sabotage show? No? No, that was, but that was in the self-sabotage, you know, within months yeah. of that when we tried a few of them. Because that was like Andy Cozell, me, you, Santino. John. Like John. And we would do that chaos because we have one of our favorite shows of all time in front of two people once. Uh -huh. And then 
coming back and trying to do it. We always try to have like this chaotic show. Yeah, where it goes out of control, where somebody plays a villain, so we play the villain in the audience. Do you remember this like, one where bullshit? We... I'm supposed to be on stage now, and then it. Do you remember out. I almost got into a fight with a yeah, guy there? Because we had to pull you out, and you go, somebody's got to tell him this is a joke. Or I'm gonna have to fight him. <laughs> That's what he said. It was Brady's friend, I think. No, no, no. It was Andy Kozel's friend. I don't I know whose friend it was. But he wasn't was mine. Like, somebody's got to tell him. Somebody's got to tell him. And he was a big guy. He goes, oh, I'm gonna have to fight him. That's the only way out of this. <laughs> I want to show the uh, like when you're in the bit, the you meltdown know? clip. Yeah. Don't. You know what? Maybe I'm doing something on purpose. Maybe I'm setting up a fucking situation, and you're not helping me. I get the comedy you're doing, but turn the music off and let me do what I'm fucking doing. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just what? I'm, I'm being serious. Do me a favor. Quick, turn the music off. Okay. All right. That, I was. I forget it. Why did you tell him to do? Is that why it's funny? You have a question for me in the middle no, of my fucking just, act? No, I, there's really no. Everything had an order what I was doing. And there's no recovery for it. So why don't you indulge the audience and tell me what your question was, you fucking dick? I said a question, bro. Go ahead, ask your question. <laughs> how's, how's your night? It's, it was great. I had stuff in order. And guess what? I knew when I said the, uh, I went to summer camp, oh no, it was regular camp. I did that on purpose, dude. So, <laughs> so old. <laughs> she pissed me off. Let me do my fucking act. <laughs> How many blinds does it take to <laughs> So, uh, Jason, uh, we kind of got away from uh, the stadium thing, but outside of the different timing of laughter, I, I, I don't mean technique-wise. I mean, actually, like the feeling you get when you're walking out to a show like that and at the end of a show when you get a round of applause, that's got to be a different feeling than a club, right? It's a... It's a it's huge difference. For example, when I did, because you're on tour with a, a huge name, and everyone in the audience has paid so much money for those tickets, they're just happy to be there. And I, I on the Mencia tour, I would walk out to standing ovations, just walking out That's on the crazy. stage. They, and what were you? You so were the happy. opener or the host? I was the opener. So there was, you were the there was one guy on that tour. It was Mencia's brother would open the show. And then I would go on, and then another guy would go on, and then Brad Williams, and then Mencia. And they were just give, they were just throwing out because Love this and is life. the same with the Russell tour. You just, and it, but on that one was it was amazing. It was just the two of us. Do you feel like they were like if you when when a comedian goes on stage in front of an audience who doesn't know who they are, mm -hmm. there is a however long it takes, there is a, a level where you have to earn their trust for right. a second, and then you just have to keep it. But when that's how it is at a comedy club, especially if the MC doesn't really know you or doesn't even care. Yeah. All right, guys, this next comic coming to the stage. You may have seen him on the songs on the Right. So you have <laughs> yeah. to go out to that. On the Russell Peters tour, there's no host. It's a VOG from backstage. There's a video show, lights, all this stuff. Video G, video it's, on grand. Uh, VOG. What is Vo VOG? Voice of God, like the guy, oh. the guy behind the scenes yeah. that you don't see. Ladies and gentlemen, coming right. to the stage. Russell Peters is great friend, something like that. You, you've seen them on, blah, blah, blah. Now blah. they're amped. It's like now a wrestling going, match. And it's like originally from Long Beach, California. And oh, when you, we don't love Long Beach. When you say that overseas, everybody just thinks Snoop Dogg. You know? So they're like, well, oh, we know Long Beach. You know? Yeah. So the, the, it's the buildup that brings you out, that gets people like, look, there he is. He's here. You know? wow. So that helps a lot. That's why I'm, when, I, when I headline, I'm really picky about who I have had uh, MC, host. I always wanted to be a friend of mine. Who cares about the show? I don't like it when it's a local guy who's. A lot of times you get these local guys that are a little bitter about getting the MC spot, 
Like, yeah. I, you know, I headline. Like, I've never heard of this guy, but here yeah. you go. You know? I usually headline. Right. This exactly. Do they really like, say that, or that's the subtext of the attitude? Oh, no. They've they actually it. said that. Well, what do you have to say? You can't do that. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I think, do? I think Bobby change. Lee told a story about that where they were just talking about this, and he was, and I, I've had this before where the host was like, usually I headline this club. I don't know why they have me hosting. And then he did like 10 minutes of the dirtiest shit, and then I think he was bringing Sarah Tian or somebody with him to open. I was like, how am I going to follow this dirty shit? So then Bobby goes, hey, man, I, I, I know you're, you're doing your thing, but this is my show, so could you please not be that f- filthy. And that guy's like, what and are you talking Bobby about? I'm a headliner. And he goes, no, you have to. And so the next show, he doubled down and was even more filthy on the late show. Yeah. And so right when he got off stage, Bobby goes, you're fired. And the guy goes, what? You can't do that. And he goes, yeah, I can. You're fired. You're done this weekend. And the guy was wow. like, mind fucked. Like, you could do It's like, yeah, man, like, he asked you not to do that. There's a lot of that on the road, I've noticed, with hosts. And yeah. you get great ones. Jason, too, uh, when, when, when you're about to go up and there's the voice of God, like, you know, from yeah. Long Beach and people are going nuts, is there a, the best way I could explain it is an athlete mentality of like, yeah. Oh yeah, you're, uh, you're is, getting pumped backstage, and, and you know, you know, in comic clubs, you walk out and you just take the mic, and go, "Hey guys, thanks." It's this, and you're doing that. Oh yeah, oh. You but do you out, feel you earn that? Yeah, because they're excited to see you, and it well, doesn't matter. I believe that I earned it just because I was asked to do the show. Not because like it that. wasn't like I was a That's stranger. Great. He saw what I can do and said, "This guy deserves to be doing these kind of shows." Right. So I do feel like I earned it. In so that so sense, it's yeah. a it's a real. A welcoming of the energy, yeah. a confidence, amazing, and then you That's build gotta, the fan base, right? Because, I mean, the way these shows were set up, there's a D, there's two DJs on stage, there's giant screens the whole time they're plastering your social media handles up on the screen. While I'm on stage, I'm getting hundreds of new followers. Each show, you Each get hundreds show. of followers. Each so show, cool. yeah. So you know, before before you go on stage in a club, and when I say club again, it's still you know a packed 400 seater. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great show. Yeah. You're still amped up. Uh, what's what that? I don't even understand if it's possible to answer this in words. But could you explain the difference before going out to a stadium in that? Like, the, let me explain what I'm what I'm thinking. When you fly first class, mm-hmm. you only want to fly first class. Yeah. And when you have to fly coach, <laughs> it's just like, see, that's the here's here's that's a great question. And, but I don't look at comedy that way. When you fly first class and you're sitting in coach, those two things are wildly different. Right. I love doing stand-up so much that I get the f- same feeling yeah. of doing 40 people at the improv, and I just love doing it. That's beautiful, but there's no way it's the... It, it could be just as important, but different. it can't be the same feeling. But it's not like first class and coach. Right. One is awesome One's and better. the other sucks. I understand. There are two different awesomes. So the, the one is the, there's way more adrenaline. Uh-huh. Obviously, you feel like, you know, you got a little you got thousands of more things to prove because you got all those people out there. Uh, it when you're working for somebody like a Russell Peters, you're like, I don't want to let that guy down. And uh, how, how, how does that affect your act? Does it make you more scared? or Does it make no. you not try anything new? No, it makes me go even harder. It makes me want to even do be- like it, it's like fighting. Thank you. Like when I used to when I used to. Do yeah, competitive just, fighting. Yeah, will you, will I knew the guy. Up, will was, you let people know what your fighting background is, real quick? Oh, okay. Before I did stand-up comedy, I I was a mar- I taught I taught martial arts and I competed in in karate tournaments. Yeah, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournaments before I did stand-up. And when you know that the guy's an amazing fighter, you that's when you just try much yeah. much harder. Like it. It was re- actually really hard to explain, but it, I, I feel I like I'm doing a good job. It's like yeah. if you're playing someone Makes in basketball sense. who's not as good as you. It's like whatever because. Right. 
it's but when someone's better than you you're like watch what i could do and it makes you better and the only way you get better is to play the guy that Mm -hmm. can beat you every time until he can't beat you which is tough because i haven't found anybody better go on (laughs) (laughs) nobody let me ask you this though jay to get like get i mean i side note used to be making these jokes when he was in the middle of doing the russell tour there are a few times that he uh, would jump, was still doing some gigs with me, mm-hmm. and I spend most of the time going, "I am so sorry." Yeah. Because what does that mean? We're in well, line. Because he's we're on line private jets playing yeah. fifteen thousand oh, people. Yeah. Now we're at TSA. Oh, like like he dated a, a supermodel, and now he's no. dating you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I, I don't get the free purses. And- I work at the last <laughs> video America in the United States, and he's got to date this. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, then he's in the middle and seat the with me and Coach. Yeah. Those jokes are the <laughs> yeah. reason. His air doesn't work. The TV's broken. No. I'm like, I'm, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm sitting in the middle. Jason's so always sorry. as hot. <laughs> no matter what he's doing, <laughs> he's when he's working with us, he's always hot, hot and uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, but the, I, this is what I wanted to ask, because like, then sometimes you walk up to the comedy club, and it's better now, but where you kind of had to, I'd walk up to the security guard of the club, and in my head, I'm like, I'm a headliner, I'm a headliner, I'm the headliner, but I'm knowing he's not going to recognize me. What are you saying? Are you saying that you're you're feeling insecure when you start yeah, the like weekend? Yeah, like when, when I'm walking up, I'm like, a lot of times I have rec- to be like, even know who hey I man, am? can we help you out? Walking like, up, so the first show of the weekend, yeah. they're not going to know who you are. It doesn't happen Because you look anymore. like everybody. Yeah, that's true. I do look like every white guy. Um, but I would walk up and that idea that there's going to be a few people here, more than a few, I have to go, no, no, I'm, I'm actually right. headlining the show. Hi, Brent Moore. And, and then I was thinking, like, what I'm bringing up, though, is, like, when you're with Russell and you're doing a tour like that and you're playing arenas. Yeah, we're not walking just up fucking, to the front door. Is it door? just SUVs in <laughs> yeah. the back, like you're it's, Steph yep. Curry going in? Yeah. See, and, that would change my whole s- attitude. Security know. escorting you know? us that the would whole be awesome. thing. Yeah. I would feel just like an amazing wanted. spread of food in the in in the green room. It's oh. incredible. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Funny, That's cool. uh, funny. I just heard a f- very funny story about what you were talking about walking up to the comedy club and worrying if they're not going to recognize you or not. Uh, oh, Brad yeah. Garrett told us this hilarious. Story. Brad Garrett was 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 featuring opening for Kevin Nealon in some show in, in some comedy club in Oklahoma and years ago. Years and years ago, they walked up to the front and the lady and the lady work at the front door goes, "Can I help you guys?" And Nealon like that goes, "We're here to fix the air conditioner." <laughs> So she goes, oh, great. It hasn't been working. Very. He goes, she goes, like, come this way. And they committed to the bit. Like he had the, <laughs> and he fixed the AC. He, 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 fixed it. he had the ceiling opened up. And he's, no. Like, yeah. yeah. He's up on a ladder opening the ceiling. Great. And he's asking Brad for things that don't exist. He goes, can you bring me the 395 street things that you've got in the truck? <laughs> and, and they're doing it. And then the owner walks and he's like, what the hell are you guys doing? You know? He's like, fixing the AC. We're here to fix the yeah, AC. Yeah, we're here to fix the AC. I was like, fuck, why not ever think of that? I'm yeah. too insecure. Yeah. That would have been such a great thing to do. See, now that's funny because you know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But if that is happening and the audience is watching, why is he fixing the AC right. and crying? They're being like, boo! Yep. <laughs> and, and, there, and here is a real profound, I don't know, uh, uh, what, what, it's not a rule, but like an, just a thing in life, which is it's not things, things that are funny or not funny. When people say it's subjective, I think I talked to you about this on the podcast last time we were on. Mm. I don't believe that comedy is subjective. Hmm. I think that um, personalities and appreciations are subjective. Right. I, that's not my style. I don't. That doesn't make me laugh. But it's undeniably funny mm-hmm. if it is. But the best example is, and I think this was on our podcast, when you talk to any musician who has been successful for at least a decade in one, two genres or whatever, uh, a hip-hop artist, and he's talking about a country artist, and he does not like country. He would still be able to acknowledge, they're great. They're really good at what they do. I don't like that kind of music. Right. Mm-hmm. I, with comedy, it's funny. 
It's funny. It's funny. Yes. It's funny. You can't say it's not funny if, the, if it's funny. Right. It's it, funny. It's like when I was in the green room when that was happening. I'm like, this is hilarious, but they don't get it. So the problem then is one problem. Switch one thing and everything works, and that is them getting it. Right. It's my responsibility as a comedian to make them get it, mm-hmm. but it's their fault for not getting it, and right. that's a, a weird conundrum that I find yeah. myself in. And that's an art form in itself is is introducing you to an audience and letting them know who you are without saying it. Yeah. And the problem, and also the benefit when you can make it work with that is playing with expectations. The reason it's funny that Neilin does that is because the expect of the expectation of oh that's what a what a guy who cleans the air conditioning does. Right. If it, that's a horrible example. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if I, if if I go, I, Sasha Baron Cohen would be a great example. If people know when Sasha is doing one of his characters mm-hmm. where he's interviewing somebody, and that person doesn't know what Sasha's doing, it works yeah. because the audience is watching something uncomfortable. Right. If you guys know that he's playing this guy, boombastic. I really don't remember what the boom-bostic. things is that he does. But then it's not funny anymore. Yeah. So Sasha isn't doing it for. The people in the in the audience, the people in front of him, he's doing it for the people watching. Yeah. My mentality, for better and for worse, is there are going to be people in the audience who are also watching. Yeah. They just need to know that. I can't go out there and say, "Hey guys, I'm going to do some performance art." It's it's not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. tough, mm-hmm. and that's why I wonder if this podcast works and I get a fan base of people wanting to come out and see me. On one hand, they're going to know I'm doing this on purpose. But on the other hand, right. they're going to know I'm doing it on purpose, and it's not going to have that tension and that break in tension. So I'm curious to see how that works out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wonder I think if it would I'll actually, have a career. Well, I think it would actually work out because now people know you. you I, know? Think it w- I think because it will be better. Coming into the other places that we play, I love this hand I'm doing, the other places that you've played, nobody knows you. But now with the podcast, people know you. So then they'll be like, he's just, he's not really having a breakdown. Where it's going to backfire is when you are having a breakdown. Yeah, people, yeah, people, people are, are laughing. laughing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this isn't part of it. Uh, it's Andy Kaufman. It is a little bit of that. Yeah, I get compared to him a lot, and, and I don't know nope. him that well. But the, 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 well, difference, the difference that I think, and maybe I'm wrong, is I want people to get it. Yes. Yeah. Of I'm course not, you do. I want people to get it. I just can't do this to yes. them. Right. Yeah. You're you are gambling on these people are actually smart. And I'm going to say it. Yeah, maybe. Most people aren't. Yeah, that is for sure, but it is my responsibility to I've said this in another podcast and I, I, I and after this I'm done talking about it cuz I don't want to keep talking about my stand up on this. But one cheat that I've learned Oh, it's not that it's not funny. It says they don't understand what I'm doing. Yeah. I can't wink. So what I've learned is open with a bit that is the same math where Ricky is playing a character, but it's much more broad, so more people get it's a joke. Yeah. Doing stuff with my puppet, or I have this bit where, where I'm talking <laughs> to the audience and I say, I can't hear you, and then I, hold on, and I take my earbuds out, and uh, oh, I'm about to start the show, let me call you in a minute, and I take my earbuds out. Now yeah. people know I'm joking. Got Anybody yeah. who, yeah. So it kind of sets the pacing of, what I want my audience to, be, to do is I always want them to be able to question things. Yeah. Because if they know everything's real when it's not, it's just I'm getting booed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the trick I found is let them know I'm being silly without going, hey, guys, I'm silly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, without without having trick. to put a disclaimer out before the... Yeah. Uh. Which is what I... Not, be, not going on the road like you guys. I've, gone, I've, I've headlined 
less than 15 times. Realistically, I'd say less than 10. I would say 10 to 15 times. Mm -hmm. And I don't have that much experience doing it. And there's such a craft. You have to be funny, obviously. You have to be funny for a sustainable period of time. So you have to find your arcs, et cetera, to go for a long period of time. But you also have to have certain beats of like, Everyone is going to be different. For me, I have to open a certain way to let them know to question things. I then have to be silly, but then I have to be able to allow myself to, to be also be myself without turning and breaking the fourth wall to allow me to go back to silly. Whatever. It's like you have to find these rules that in 20 minutes you don't need. Sure. And in 45 to an hour you do. Could you each talk? Does that make sense what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I've told you about this before. I've told you. Yeah? Really? Are you talking about the explanation all, or the no, craft? The whole thing. The explanation I get. But that all, all of that going into a show. All the calculations you're saying. Is exhausting. Yeah. And, but, but I think we all do it. But it's such a muscle memory to us that I don't think we realize we're doing it most but, of the time. But it's a muscle memory to you because you've earned that. Mm -hmm. I'm still at a place where I am trying to figure it out. Right. You know, like I'm still learning how to swing a golf club, so I, I can't just lean into it. I think I've it. said this to you before, but it's about that first minute. The first minute you're on stage, if you can get like a big laugh, yeah. then people get on board with you. Right. Then they go, okay, this guy's a comedian, and this is the show. Like whether it's you're in Addison and we make mm -hmm. fun of something just from walking around during yeah. the day, or you do something. If I can get you in the first minute, because I mean, I can't go and I had that same problem starting out. I can't get in the paper towels and you know that, all that shit and like right. kid hitting on the teacher or troll musical if they're not on board with. Mm -hmm. Oh no, no, he's a comedian. So I, he could do the uncle bit, and he starts breaking down. It also you know? sucks that we have to think of all that when they've walked through the doors of a comedy club. <laughs> I know. It's true. But You're, that's the thing. You cannot. True. You can't. But their expectations, like that's what you're talking about. They should have these certain expectations. Yeah. Once we decide what expectations they should have, then it's out of our control. Yeah. So I think that you just have to have enough experience to recognize those expectations. Mm -hmm. And for me, I like to manipulate and play with those, but to a more efficient comedian recognize them and acknowledge them yeah and it is what you're saying it's it's repetition it's, it's 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 the experience it's working out that muscle that's why this quarantine is fucking with it's me fucking so bad because i feel like my comedy muscle is atrophied it's like by shit. comedy you're talking comedy and stand-up those are different muscles it's my stand-up right? stand-up muscles my stand-up muscles yeah because through the podcast doing that repeat we're, we're doing getting better and better at and it. having fun like just but this better. is but we're not that's www.checkoutthelionsden.com <laughs> brent collings jason brent Com. But More. we're not we're not working a set. Yeah. We're just getting on here and talking like we're doing today. And by but set, this is what I want you to talk to me about. Set you. Let's say you have three, four hilarious fifteen minute bits. Okay. Those together isn't necessarily a set, right? No. no. The way I do it, it, I like to have a through story through mm -hmm. my set. I'm not a joke teller. Like I just told you a joke, and now I'm going to tell you another joke about another thing. I start with introducing myself, not saying, hi guys, I'm, but like with what I'm saying, the bit I'm doing, right. oh, this is a, he's a dad, he's right. a grumpy guy, he's got grown kids, and then I use... That's, that's what's the, that's, that took me too long to figure out is so important. Yeah. <laughs> Let them know, who, do your bits. Yeah. Let them know who you are. Right. I'm sorry, keep, keep going. I just right. think that's really important and then and then with that introduction i go into how this guy feels about this situation and oh this situation goes into that next situation and that's and that's how i do my my hour and by the way i've never written a joke down i don't write my material yeah, once you're 20 tough. minutes in let's say you're doing 45 to an hour once you're 20 minutes in once you're 10 minutes in okay do you feel that you needed to get out 
basically a certain amount of exposition to allow the rest of your set to be able to work for itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes mm -hmm. it makes total sense. But it's not it, it's not a time thing. It, there's not a specific. It, it's different with every room. That's why reading the room is so important. And that getting that skill and learning that and exercising that muscle. Reading a room is a lot harder than it sounds. Like it's not just looking around going, "All right, I got these guys." Yeah. It explain to me on a on a on a micro level mm -hmm. uh, some things that that subconsciously you're probably doing, but what it is that you're that you're noticing mm -hmm. that that affects your path. All right, as a headliner, I and a feature, I find it. I I think it's very important to watch the first part of the show. A lot of comics don't. You like mean to the watch. first comedians? Yep. Right. And I'm and not necessarily the comic, but watch what's happening in the room. Watch, kind of you get their energy. You don't necessarily get what they're into, like what they don't want to hear and what they want to hear, but you do get their energy. So you, because for example, if I'm not watching the show and I don't realize that this is a very subdued audience and then I go out with this out, incredibly high energy, it's going to come off awkward and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lose them. And a, a funny story I heard about watching the show and reading the room, this comic had a white comic. He had a, which is, uh, you know, fine. It's part of the story. Caucasian. <laughs> he was a Caucasian. He had a black opener. And the opener would do a bit, and he had a, a catchphrase that he would do every bit. And he, 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 he would say the joke, and he would go, I'm that nit, and he would say the N-word. You could. And he would say it. Because I'm that nit. And then the audience would go, I'm that nit. But then the, 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 MC, the headliner... The whole audience would do that? The whole, yeah. White the, audience? The, I don't know. The, the headliner would go on afterwards and go, give it up for that, right? And then right. that would work. Well, one night he decided not to... And apparently... Oh, the, my God. Yeah, and he the, didn't do yes, that catchphrase. The, apparently the, the, comic, <laughs> the comic didn't like that he was saying that every night. Because he didn't like him saying that. Of course. Right? So then he didn't watch the show one night. <laughs> he goes on... And the first thing oh. he says is, give it up for that. And the audience is like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. So I think it's. Which, by the way, in the room is uncomfortable. Right. Watching that on YouTube. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. that's a couch story for like Conan. <laughs> but uh, maybe yeah. not Conan, but. Oh, I, fuck, I, man. <laughs> of course, don't do that. Right. But if Even he watched if he, the room, he would have noticed he didn't do his catchphrase. Mm -hmm. So, so the that. moral of the story is if you're going to open up with being derogatory, make sure the opener did it first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what other oh. tricks did you, have you noticed? I, here's what I do. I go out. If, if One of the first things I do when I go out on the stage, it's so dumb, but it works, is as they're cheering when I walk out, I start asking for more. Come on. Give it to me. Give me that. I need it. And, I'm, and I, then I do a bit about how I, why I need it, you know, because I'm actually, you know, an insecure guy mm -hmm. and uh, then I go into my first bit about things that I'm insecure about like you know social media or whatever like that that's how I do it yeah. and depending on their level of how they're act that's how I just it's 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 a dance I literally deliver my set according to how it how yeah. how the room worked that's why uh stand up on zoom won't work because because you know, whatever type of response the audience is giving you, they're giving even when they're quiet. That's mm -hmm. part of the energy of the room. Have you had a lot of people asking you to do those shows? 
Uh, a, f- a couple of people. Uh, I, I shut it down pretty fast. Same. They're not asking. I have a lot. Now yeah. I got people asking me to go do shows at their in their room. I'm like, no, man. Right. Not gonna do it. Yeah, it's tough. But yeah, it's, I would like I, to do I, a show. I agree. I don't. I don't have this same point of view that a lot of comedians have of like these people are stupid. Fu- I, I could care less. I don't think I just. Stupid. I just don't want to do it. I don't think they're stupid, but I do, and I and I know why so many of them want to get back on stage. It's it is it is an addiction that we have. We like that. A lot of us, not all of us, speaking for myself, we like that 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 gratification. We like that. Do you have any other addictions? Throwing out some Martins. Mm-hmm. Do you have any addictions? Yes. Are you comfortable talking about them? One of them, no, but uh, and one of them that I've I've taken care of, which was I had an addiction to painkillers for a while. I had a lot of friends. Yeah, when I first started stand up, I was still popping pills. Yeah, oh. I had some surgeries and stuff that, and and right. you know, went through some stuff with my dad passing away and all that stuff. So I was popping pills. I'm like, oh, my shoulder hurts. Boom, Percocet. Oh, my ankle hurts. That ah, Percocet. And then it was just like. I was taking Percocet. Those are amazing. They're yeah, amazing. they're unbelievable. But I was doing it, and I was drinking the... Uh, movie on them. What's the stuff, the, the codeine, the Cezerp, the, the purple stuff? Do they actually yeah. sell that? I was drinking that, and it, it's, it's medication. I was oh. drinking that and taking Percocet at the same time. I was doing a lot of painkiller stuff for a long time. Did you ever want to take painkillers to go on stage to give you a little extra something? No, no. I never want to go on stage inebriated in any way. Right. I went on stage once high with... with we were at American Comedy Company... Oh, that's and we, right. Me, they him, had and DeWalt and we the joint. got high in the green room. My brother was there that weekend. It's a great I, I, show. I have a picture of all of us in San Diego that weekend, too. <laughs> there it is. And uh, I got high in the green room and went on stage and had a blast. Murdered. My, my brother was even like, maybe you should do that every time. But, I'm, but, <laughs> you don't but wanna... in my head, I'm like, I wasn't in control of anything, and I wasn't yeah. really doing my set, and I was just kind of... The, and it, by the way, it worked because of the room. I read the, the room was ready was yeah. okay with it. Yeah. Because you know? the there club. are situations if I did that, people are like, oh, this guy's yeah, that would high. There's, there's, I don't know what, what it is, but some people are in control when they're high. Mm-hmm. Relatively speaking, I am. My brother. Yeah, you're, you're really good at and it. And then some I, people I remember, I, I get really panicky in yeah. public. You know that. But I'll remember one time, I think maybe we took an edible, maybe we went to a movie, but then after we went to the Jack in the Box, or no, maybe we were here, but we wanted Jack in the Box because we're mm-hmm. stoned. And I was so stoned, and I came, and I went with you, but you you don't get like panicky like me and like like a hermit when you're stoned. You're like, put performance and yeah. let's have a good time. It all depends I, on your anxiety level, too. Yeah, but I remember we're in the Jack in the Box, and you're killing right away yeah, with everybody back there. And they're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and then you said something that was so off the wall <laughs> that made no sense that they all went, what? And then you go, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm hiding behind the mic. We're like, no, they know now. Because, because it was like, it was like I'm, I'm walking this tight wire. Yeah. And, and it's like, look at how great I'm going. And then I'm about at the end. And then it starts to wobble. Yep. It's like, yeah. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> hey, boogaboo panda penis. They're like, what? I don't think you could say oh. that. Panda penis? I don't know. Or boogaboo? Boogaboo. Is that a thing? I, th- I don't know, but I it's close to one. I thought that was like one. a rafting company. <laughs> Ray, oh, is, is that Bugaloo? Bugaloo sounds bad. Too. I don't know if you just <laughs> wanted right, you. Just stop. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll find Let's Start it. with any, anything that ooze. Bombay. Do you there know you what? Go. Just in case, why don't you do an apology? I'm sorry that I said boogaloo and bugalo. <laughs> You bigaloo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, please, please tell me that's not going to be something we can't. See, <laughs> when I'm high, see, when you're, you're, you're in control still. 
And it also helps you have anxiety issues and mm. helps with that. My brother has some anxiety issues that it, it helps with that. Mine aren't as bad. I do have anxiety, but not as bad. So when I'm high, I'm, I'm just like, n- n- nothing matters. I'm chilling. Yeah, you have I, don't kind care, of, I really don't care about anything. That right gets now. rid of your anxiety then. You yeah, but it also, I'm not caring about my set. Yeah, I'm not caring about work. I'm just, you know what I mean? Maybe you're taking uh, Indica instead of Sativa. In the couch. In the couch. Mm. I, I've been liking it during the quarantine, just having an edible, a little Camino edible, mm. and uh, just watching TV. And Shout out go, to Kiva. This is really nice. Yeah. I get a yeah, decent little cool. high from a cigar. That's true. A nice, nice buzz. buzz we have cigar, cigars yeah. all the time. Uh, Adam Ray was over yesterday, and I, I'm not sure of the order of these podcasts, but I think it was last week's episode. And when Adam comes on, we intentionally both get like so stoned. It's 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 an episode where it's just all bits, yeah. and it's basically you could you could cut my camera and audio off and he's doing a solo podcast you can cut his camera and audio off and i'm doing a solo podcast <laughs> then together we're just doing bits over each other that's hilarious and uh we just get real real high and so i got so high and we did it during the day when i get high it doesn't matter if i get high at 10 p.m or 2 p.m i'm high until i wake up the next day <laughs> yeah. and i was just reminded because i haven't been getting too high this quarantine for reasons i don't know i love this stuff but i'm just sitting here like oh i could be happy and not anxious and being enjoying my time and all the food I have is good. Mm. And it was just like, I got to do this more and more. I just don't because I feel like I'm not supposed to. Um, sure. But I love it. Well, if you can get shit done high, go for it. That's true. Yeah, I do. I, 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 got, uh, I started editing the Adam episode. I got everything synced up and organized. I made my plans for scheduling these things. I got a lot done, but it did feel like I basically worked an hour and a half on my computer. I felt like I built a boat. Like, <laughs> good. look at the work ethic I have. Oh, it yeah, felt yeah. like a lot, but I was able to do it. Yeah, that's the problem with me. I have to do it when I'm done working. Because every time I take an edible, then I'm just outside looking at birds or I'll get in the water. Yeah, see, and then I'm like, all right, well, the day's done. I'm the done, same way. I'm I get eating. too high. One time yeah. we were at the parlor and me and a buddy, uh, oh. Jason Christopher, I don't know if you remember Jason. Yeah, I remember him. We were, we were smoking out at the parlor and it felt so good. And it was like, this. it didn't feel like, oh, I'm too fucking high. It felt like, oh, this is perfect. Oh, it's the best. So then I drive home and I got the windows down. I'm in the fast lane go, driving home. Careful. And windows down. Stereo on R and B, like I like it, and I'm just chilling. And I look at my speedometer, and I was going 15 miles. An hour. <laughs> 15 in the fast lane on the freeway, and all of a sudden it was like, "Oh fuck, I'm high, I'm high." You know, <laughs> worst high I ever got was my son gave me an edible. He goes, "Here, Dad, take that." And but just so you know, my son's 26 years old. It's not like my eight-year-old son's giving me an edible. <laughs> here but you go, pops. Here you go, Dad. It's a gummy bear. He gives me a, an edible that's like a little thing. Oh, it was a gummy bear. And I go, oh. oh, thanks. And I went, and the next, by the way, I was really anxious because the next day I was taken off to do my first cruise ship gig, which I've heard nothing but bad things about. And I, and I wasn't, in, I was doing it for the money and I wasn't happy about doing it. I was really anxious about it. So I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. And he turns around and I pop it in my mouth and he goes, oh, just eat the head. Right. Just ate the whole thing. I was high for two days straight, mm. but like weird high. Like I woke up at Starbucks, but I wasn't asleep. When I thought about it, I'm like, oh, okay, I just walked to, I walked to Starbucks, ordered my Starbucks, and so, sat in my But you seat. weren't, like, consciously doing it. No. No, I was consciously doing it. That's the weird high. But I'd be sitting at Starbucks, and all of a sudden go, oh, fuck, I'm at uh, Starbucks. Yeah. Okay, how long have I been at Starbucks, you know? <laughs> and then I would, and then sleeping was, it was so weird, the dreams I was having. I was wake up, waking up in a panic, 
all the way to the next day, when going to the airport, getting on the cruise ship, I was, it was weird. It was a weird. Mm. And everybody told me that edible high is different. Is, do you guys have that experience? Oh, yeah. I, I only get high with edibles now. Oof. I have to be very careful. You on just know your dosage and know the brand. I don't and then, know anything. <laughs> yeah, well, here's anybody that bear. wants to try eating weed, uh, uh, whether you've never smoked before or you smoke all the time, a good starting off place is if you're ready to get high, take five milligrams. Yeah. And if you just want to see how it is, a small amount, 2.5. Okay. People that eat edibles all the time, you're going to think that's super small. I'm, I've given edibles to people that smoke, people that have never smoked. Five is the sweet spot to get you high. Two five is the other one. What's that? And two point five. A half of a five, yeah. And yeah. I, for whatever reason, my metabolism works a certain way to where I, five gets me good. Ten, I'm, like I took 10 milligrams to get high with Adam and I was stoned. <laughs> really? But yeah, so try it's it out. It's kind of fun. I want to do that. But I, I, that your story of Starbucks reminded me of when Brent woke up um, walking over Laurel Canyon. Yeah. That was before I... Uh, walked over Laura. I think we talked about that on one of the podcasts. Yep, you woke I, up walking. I woke up walking in Hollywood the next day. That was a really bad, 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 terrifying, terrible experience. You walked from Hollywood to the valley over Laurel Canyon. Mm. Yeah, I went over Laurel to Coldwater. Uh, which is, I'm making this number up, but I'm guessing five to seven miles. It was a lot. And it's uh, literally, it's called the valley because it's it's in a valley of mountains. Mm -hmm. So to get to Hollywood, you have to go out of the valley, up the mountain, the five-mile mountain, yeah. Yeah. and down. <laughs> and then I had to walk from there, because it's only Laurel, all the way to Coldwater, and then from Coldwater all the way to Moore Park. It was like, uh, oh, my God, it's all the thoughts. It's I had no phone. No, what, you were no, blacked out from something? I was I was at a, a, a celebration for a friend's thing, some friends we know, and uh, they, they had, like, the bottle service, the whole section, because they were celebrating an Emmy he had won. Congrats. And I went... Mm, this is like interesting vodka, and then I was like already four in when they went. I mean, oh, by the way, that's 120 or 145 proof vodka shit. brand, which has never been like that on a table. It's always this, the the normal one. Right. I didn't so, know that was possible. I watered yeah, down. And it was my birthday too. So then a girl I went to high school with was there. She didn't. She was like, I want to buy you a shot. I, we haven't seen each other since high school. I'm Did you have a crush shot. on her in high school? Oh yeah. How'd and you so, look? Great. And, and so, she was interested in you then. No. But um, <laughs> but we both got way too drunk because she ended up like going some separate way. But this is how her life worked out. She was in a, some beautiful penthouse in downtown. I woke up <laughs> just, just like a fucking street zombie, just covered in some dirt. Like I, I did think I want to make oil that picture of you to be the thumbnail <laughs> of. Uh... It was terrifying, and I was having a weird dream. And then I started thinking, I came with those guys, and they just let me leave. Mm. Uh, stay out here. I must have done something really because I've never been like that blacked out before. Shit. And I went, I must have done something. I must have ruined the night. I must have ruined the whole thing because why wouldn't they drive me home? Because they all lived in the valley. Mm -hmm. And then what happened is, is that me and that girl both got in the car, and then she was like, I don't want to be in this car before they left. And I followed her because I'm not gonna let her walk alone. Was the intention. And then they thought, oh, Brent's gonna be hooking up, so we can go. Because I guess they were like, you good, Brian? Ah, I'm good. You know, and then uh, they I, said I don't I know, man. I, I, the last shit. 30 seconds to a minute, I just... I know. I, I'm sorry. You blanked out. I, 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 and that's my fault, but I, I, I can't... Long story short, it was a really <laughs> terrible walk, and I don't recommend See, I, it. I do dumb shit like that when I'm not high, because I'm a dad. When, you, when you've raised kids and you're older, your brain just takes breaks. You know? Like I talked about that Starbucks that I walked to. Well, I usually walk to it because it's walking distance from my house, so I... One day I drove to the Starbucks, but then I walked home. And when I got to the house, I'm like, where the fuck is my car? 
<laughs> car wasn't in the driveway. I'm like, oh shit! I just, I drove. <laughs> I fucking drove to Starbucks. That's hilarious. Jason, that's just a dad. Dad brain you start. talk, and I know that we're on a podcast is an interesting medium because we're having conversations with our friends or pe conversations with people, mm -hmm. but we're also kind of performing sure. because of the audience. I don't uh, even think of the audience. Well, the reason I bring that up is because you have a way of talking that is song lyric. Beautiful. You, you have, have a way, way of talking. talking. Go ahead. On this podcast. Where it's it sounded like I didn't Where like. it sounds like. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> you were doing a bit. So you go, good. yeah, well, see, it's, things are different like that when you're a dad. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you're a dad uh. and you're driving, and I'm like, well, no, I don't know what you're talking about, but I also don't want to interrupt because I know it's a rhetorical well, question. I always say, you know what I'm talking about to people because if I'm talking about you have a dad. So you know what I'm talking about. Your yeah, dad would like, know what I'm talking about. It's yeah, like but, my but, dad but returning I, the blockbuster I video. But I wouldn't have to say, uh, I wouldn't have to assume that you know what I'm talking so about when saying, I say, when I say, uh, so I got lunch, uh, I think two days ago, you've had lunch. And, uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, hey, go on. But there's a cadence when you're doing a mm -hmm. bit that you, like you said, you're having a conversation. That, you need well, to that's part of the stand-up thing, like, though, too. I'm a naturally funny guy, so but, it sounds yeah. like I'm doing stand-up. That's also, what I'm saying. Thank but, you, Rick. But also, just to call back on the stuff we were talking about, that's how you get the room. Yeah. So, see, he's setting that's it up That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like a it's, in conversation, there's still a bit of performance. Yeah. yeah. And it's just but interesting. But acknowledgement. When you, you know what I'm talking about before I get into this, right? You know, and yes. then you get into it. Right. By performance, I mean with all the tools that come in performing. Reading the room. Com commanding a room, by the way. Command. Absolutely. And I've been doing that for years, by the way. Before I started doing stand-up, you know what I'm talking about. I would, <laughs> I taught martial arts. And when you taught, when I started teaching martial arts at, at 15 years old, and you have to learn how to command a room full of people. So I've always talked in yeah, that way. Yeah, you never had a problem with that. I remember mm. being so, like, jealous. Let me hear you command the room away from Brent and I, who are... I just realized we're not in the same room. This is really... This, the setup's actually really good, Rick. Thank you. Because until now, when I just noticed the glare on the window, I'm like, oh, we're, we're all sitting around the oh, table I'm together. Oh, I'm going to be throwing... Thank you. I'm this gonna, is a good, good setup. I'm going to be... Smart for the COVID. I'm really proud of how I had this setup. Because, this is great. Because there's a novelty to this, which is like, oh, they're on the balcony. And it is yeah. funny and weird, but it doesn't need... It is it is dissolvable. Yeah. yeah. And there's such a delay on the Zoom guests sometimes that you... That's why I had to stop. You tend to talk over each other, and then it's like, what? What'd you say? Yeah. yeah. Say it again, and then, and then we're on to the next subject, but that guy's still talking. And we've had that issue on our podcast. This this is a good yeah. idea. Yeah. The, 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 uh, Brent, I think you were the first person to say this, but this is my, I mean, it's just a, a fact. You said it years ago. I think you referenced tiny furniture, but I'm not sure. But audio, uh, <laughs> the movie. sounds like a Brent movie, reference. Yeah. Audio is king. And it's so true. When you're watching anything, if it's grainy, even if the picture goes out for yeah. a second, uh -huh. if the audio sounds good, yes. you're there with the people. Yep. Mm -hmm. So... Even if you could do Zoom, and I was I have a few where I did Zoom where I have people still set up their cameras and audio at home, yeah. so it looks great. But when there's if there, oh, what's that? Oh no, I was just I know I'm just doing throat. like that's what you do on Zoom. Yeah. Oh oh oh. oh. <laughs> no go 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 go. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I I can't. Oh, uh, it's yeah. too much. So yeah. I wasn't sure how it would look, but I just knew I needed people to be able. We needed no. We needed to be able to have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, there's a clip where uh, Eric Griffin and I talked about, uh, we were talking about a lot that's going on right now with force advocacy and people feeling they need to like, what you need to post on social media, be it for Me Too, Black Lives Matter, uh, the controversy of comedians, whatever it is, not only do people feel they have to tell their point of view, they also feel that they have to manufacture their point of view in a way that is based on fear, so hmm. people think that you're a good guy, right? Yeah. 
And it yeah. was a very great conversation. We were both very honest about of like, listen, I feel this way, but it doesn't mean I don't feel this way. Yeah. And things are complicated, blah, blah, blah. Somebody took a clip of like a six minutes of it and it went viral. It's got like 150,000 views almost. Damn. And nobody knows who we are because it's not my channel. So mm. they're just watching it and it's a shot of Eric and then me. And then there's a reveal of us in the living room where you could see they're on the balcony. And so many people are, some people are laughing. Holy shit, he's on a balcony. That's so weird. That's funny. And some people are like, why is this guy on a balcony? That's so fucking disrespectful. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like stand up. It's like, no, no, no it's, it's funny. Out of context, it does seem so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. Especially, yeah, I don't want you in my fucking house. I want to talk to you, but I want you in my Especially house. Especially the subject matter is so too. serious. Yes. And then you reveal, he's like, and it's really a nuanced situation, cut to the wide, because sometimes you, you're talking about eating a girl's pussy, and it's just like, I mean, like, this is so, but it's funny. I love it. Uh, anyway, thanks, man. Um, I just wanted to say this before you, you wrap it up. Uh, you, I've only been listening to you through your reflection, Jay. Yeah, I'm looking at so you. So if I look weird. It's going to look weird. I'm, I'm like looking at your ghost yeah, because it was easier. It's I'm like just the haunted, haunted mansion this. ride at Disneyland. Like, oh yeah. shit, there's ghosts in so the So I've been listening to you like this. So on camera, yeah. people are just going to see me going. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> I, I can't quite empathize with what you're talking about. Because you're looking right at us. So if you could give me a second to kind of see what you're saying. Could I have the ghosts go outside for a sec? <laughs> I'm assuming they're going to be around us. <laughs> I, mean, I never know with your people. edits. Your edits are so spontaneous. Oh, the shoulder. Your Brent's ghost penis is very little, and Jason's ghost penis is very big. That's that's how that's it. Pretty that's life. All right, yeah. go back into their bodies. <laughs> you know it sucks. Is you're not going to put any ghost to death. <laughs> you're not going to figure it out. And we're just going to be going. I do animations, Jason, on this, and I've seen a few. And so um, uh, Sosie Bacon came on. She's a she is an actress, and she's on my new television show. Is she the one that you made wait on the balcony way too long? I'm not sure what you the mean. The one with your okay. mom and the voicemail the, the, beforehand, like, Ricky. Oh, it wasn't that. that she waited on the balcony. Um, I tell my guests beforehand to use the bathroom because I don't let anybody into the house. And an hour mm -hmm. in, she had to go pee, so I threw a feeler out. Okay. Of, you know, I've had people just climb down the balcony. I let her walk through, by the way. So okay. yeah. she, did she the, hadn't have she to, did hot lava. She did hot lava. So she didn't had to climb the balcony yet. And she goes, "Are you being serious?" And I wanting to get it for a bit, and also needing her to climb over the balcony. Yeah. Said, "Yeah." And she goes, "Okay." And she was just so down. yes, you were serious. So she climbed down the balcony to pee, and then she climbed back up. And uh, I opened that pot, and I called my mom after. And the podcast <laughs> opens with my mom saying, "Did you really make?" that sweet girl climb balcony because you're so weird about people going into your house yeah. and I go yes I saw that. Uh, <laughs> where did she pee at a bush where I fell give it up yeah shout out to Sosie Bacon for peeing Sosie in a bush Sosie Bacon good name cool also name. I feel like I'm giving her credit but I might be like Sosie you know Sosie pisses in bushes <laughs> <laughs> I might be like like doing a Could bad thing thin. you guys Sosie uh, Bacon sounds like an old baseball player it does so say bacon up to the plate. Yeah. Oh, I ran out of energy. It's Kevin Bacon and Kara Sedgwick's daughter. And my mom is a huge fan. Would have been my third guess. Who would have been your first two? Uh, I would have just thought that, you know, just a normal person from Ohio. Then I would have gone from that to, well, maybe there's something to do with bacon. Like a bacon family. Yeah. <laughs> and then was it, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't worth the Second guess. <laughs> uh, my know. mom is such a fan of The Closer that mm. uh, I, oh. if our show works and then we all become friends with each other, I really want to do an episode where, with uh, Sosie and Kira, her mom, Yeah. Uh, and my mom and me, and my mom can interview the, uh, 
That would be good. Her mom. Uh, so you guys are leaving. When you leave here, you're going to go do your podcast. Yeah, yep. What, what time I, is it? And I would love to do a couple of things. I forgot to do this before, but uh, before uh, before I, I explain what it is, will you do a little... Uh, because I gave some silly, uh, you know, what the Instagram handles are, and I'll be everything will be in the description. But shout out where people can find you and your podcast. Jay's good at it. Okay, you can find us at. Uh, the you know, line. we're gonna do this in a way to where it's okay. like a legit commercial. So look into your camera. Gonna, we're gonna push in, and we're gonna put a little poppy music under this. Now there's a lot of pressure, Rick. See, you got it. Son of a. But bitch. correct me if I'm wrong. Pressure makes you better, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't blink. It makes you better. The Lions Den Pod. Is it the Lions Den or the Lions Den Pod on Instagram? We don't know. No, it's. So it's <laughs> listen, Jason, why do you want to check your phone? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's I do. Pod it. the Lions Den. No, uh, no, no, that's on Twitter. That's Twitter. Fuck, we Fucking suck at will. this, man. Pod the Lions Den on Twitter. The Lions Den Pod. You, you have it now. You know the what Lions it is? Lions Den Pod on Instagram. Uh, the Lions Den Pod.com. And you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the Lions Den Pod. Now yeah. you guys have to plug your individual one, so I feel like it's too much. Jason Collings, at Jason Collings, J-A-S-O-N-C-O-L-L-I-N-G-S. Don't forget the G. They put a G in there because I'm gangster. And Brent. <laughs> it's Brent Morin, B-R-E-N-T-M-O-R-I-N. Boring. <clears throat> but the podcast is great. We have guests on. We It's a very uh, light, uh, fun feel. Sometimes nervous. we talk about. I'm nervous during the EPK. <laughs> sometimes sometimes we talk about news. T- I mean, it's a light, fun mm, feel. I know. This like is you're like, describing Cool Whip. No, this is. <laughs> You know, you can put it. Uh, you can put it on good. strawberries. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember my Instagram handle. It's like describing an. E- it's like describing a show that you're not happy with. That That's what on. I'm saying during the EPK. Yeah. It's a light, fun feel. Listen great heart. to the Lions Den podcast yes. on Apple Podcasts and everywhere, everywhere else you listen, and, and watch, watch us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Subscribe. Uh, and it's going to look better and better because Brad Garrett, who yeah, was we just got a guest lights. last week, just bought us lights and sent Brad it to Garrett my house. Lights. That's very, nice. Very yeah. old school, classy. Yeah, that is. That's very yeah. Vegas. I thought he was tipping. kidding, and the next thing you know, there's lights in my house. That's awesome. Uh, All got- right, thanks, Rick. <laughs> is that the end? Yeah, yeah, we got to go do a podcast. You got it. <laughs> I had a really good time with you guys. I'm I glad that you came on together. This was fun. This and was I, so I still want to do, I want to get high with you and, and your dad and stuff. Same. I'm one of these. Are you down to get high and, and do stuff like this? Absolutely. All right, cool. Um, do that. As long as I don't have to drive home. Uh, I got to get a Polaroid of you guys. You could sleep over. I'm going to spend the night. Yeah, at Brent's place. At your yeah. place. Well, I everything's hot lava with you, my friend. <laughs> I'm such a clean guy. Yeah, but you're around Don't look at people. my feet like that. Yeah, you're right. I you're know, not. A, you, do you not even leave? I leave to go to dentists a lot, but that's it. <laughs> Several dentists. I, 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 I three. One for my tooth. One for my. Uh, uh, one for my two for my teeth and one for my jaw. Okay. He has TMJ disorder. Please, I don't, I'm not talking about it on the okay. podcast. I'm embarrassed. He has GTA disorder. TMG sounds like one of those Grand K-pop bands. TMJ. Oh, this one. Wow. wow. And we're back. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Take Your Shoes Off podcast with Rick Glassman. That was a good time. Interesting setup. Oh, interesting. I was a little hot. I was hot. Lie. And I was, I, I was hot, yeah. but I was also like hot at first because it was hot. Yeah, it was hot as shit. But then I, and then I realized this is, it, what a cool setup. What, it was. What a good way to do it. Good it, responsible it way to do it. Yeah. And I haven't seen or talked to Rick in so long because of the quarantine. So it was really good to see it's Rick. because we can't see our friends anymore. Yeah. It is kind of interesting when you see a friend again, huh? Right. Since I've only seen you. And now Rick. And I'm tired of you. I know. And Will. Wait a minute. We're in the wrong seats. That's, you're right. We got to switch. Okay. Switch it up. I made a noise getting up. It's that you. Excuse me. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Social distancing, please. Oh, oh it's in. good to be home. Oh, this one's designed for my little ass. Yes. Welcome to the Lion's Den. Friends, <laughs> dig in your 
Scoot doo, blabbery blue, scoop dee. Oh.